You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Sorry, Sodi Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, Mo. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Extra edition. Extra, extra, extra edition of the Black and Snurdy Podcast. I'm, of course, Maurice. I'm Odie. And we together host the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Uh, So today we are starting off something new we decided to do for the new year. Well, it's not very new. We've we've done watch out nows before, but we are we are bringing them back. Um, and watch out now is when we just discuss things that we're watching, sometimes that we're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we come and discuss and let you know like what we thought about it, how it was, what we liked, what we didn't like, and at the end you'll find out how many snurds did this thing get one out of five on a scale of one out of five how snurdy we thought it was mm-hmm. and for our inaugural well yes for our inaugural episode we're, for 2023 we're starting off a new year with a new thing uh we are watching kaleidoscope yes it is the, a netflix vehicle it's a limited run series on netflix. so it's new it is based on a true story it is one of those uh, yeah I saw it it says that it was it there's a true story that inspired the heist drama mm-hmm. um, and it it's basically the story spans 24 25 years mm-hmm. and each episode it's a different color so the first episode we watched is yellow yes and I believe there's eight episodes in the season and you can watch all of them in different orders except for the finale of course and um, so Netflix keeps promoting this as something that's going to change the way you watch TV I don't know how true that is yeah but, i don't know either because like i already um because of the one netflix sketch show uh already kind of jump around from episode to episode that uh uh i think you should leave that's mm-hmm. the name of the the tim robbins sketch show mm-hmm. yeah like the way that it's set up it's not like in sequential order like sometimes it'll just jump from one episode to another after you finished so, I don't know how groundbreaking this new invention is. I mean, a, a lot of shows, I think, unless it's like, like, say, for instance, I don't know, Law & Order SVU or whatever. You don't have to watch previous episodes to really know what's going on. You can mm-hmm. kind of jump around because each episode is, is kind of its own thing. They're self-contained. Um, but this is interesting because each color is like a different timeline to the heist. Like one is a week before, one several months, one several years, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're going to watch it first mm-hmm. in chronological order. Yes. And then we're going to watch it again 
in the variety. We're going to jump around, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna, when then we'll you know we'll watch the final episode, and then we're going to tell you which one we liked better. Yeah. So so, so this is going to be a very interesting experiment for us. Yeah, we're trying new things. Uh, to do, yeah. We're trying okay. new things. Okay. Um, so the show, it stars Giancarlo Esposito, our uh, favorite. Yes, from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Um, um, the, what, what is the Spike Lee movie um, of School Spike Days? Lee. He was in School Days? Yeah, he was the... Oh, um, yeah, no. He was the alpha. No, uh, he was also in... Um, he was also uh, in... Um, uh, Do the Right Do the Thing. Right thing. Yeah. Yes, he was in Do the Right Thing. He's been around for a long time. He has been time. around forever. Yeah, good like, on him that he's, uh, you know, getting the prominence in the last, like, decade that he deserves. I feel like he's been... He's always been in things, but I think he was definitely black famous mm-hmm. for a while. Yes. And now he's definitely getting just, like famous mainstream mm-hmm. um, because he's a great actor. Yes. Anything that I've seen him in, he always figures out a way to reinvent the role. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he should be on like George Clooney status. Pause due to poor. Come on, Mercury. Don't stress me out right now. All right. No worries. Um, we back. Yes, we're, we're we're still recording, so like it's all good. Um, but you were saying, uh, uh, yeah, Giancarlo I feel like Esposito. he should be on like George Clooney uh, status of like he is the black George Clooney. He's can do he's anything. He's been everywhere. He's mm-hmm. attractive. He's suave. Yes, you like seeing him on screen. He, I liked him in the Get Down. I. I haven't. I only think I watched like two episodes of The Get Down. Oh, it was. You know what it is? It's it's a really good show. Like I like how they chronicle like the history, and it's a Boz Lerman vehicle. So mm-hmm. like you know, it's like grandiose and mm-hmm. like dialed up to eleven. Um, but uh I it's hard for me to recommend going back to knowing that it got canceled. Yeah, that's why I didn't finish watching it because I like to sometimes like stockpile shows and then I'll yeah. watch them. But once they get canceled, it's like mm, it's an incomplete. Do series. I want to watch this and be disappointed because it's gonna like end in some sort of cliffhanger? Yeah, it's an incomplete series. I don't like watching incomplete series. Um. So okay, I'm My gonna divergent brain won't allow it. <laughs> Here are like the top billings for. Yellow, that's the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, Hannah. Yes. Who is, I, I, I can't, well, she's a black woman. Okay. Uh, we know that she is, has a prominent role. She is a well-versed thief, assuming, in her role. She's the inside uh, job girl, apparently. Well, like, we know that she like work, she's working for another person who is going to be a major in the series, Roger. Yeah. And he seems, we know that he owns some sort of conglomerate of doing whatever uh, nefarious things. Yeah. Uh, essentially like how, how the, the story is set up, um, this group of, these group of thieves are trying to rob like this triplets of, uh, these triplets who are like the holders of these, uh, $7 billion bearer bonds and the, uh, and the Roger guy is going to be the, the security guy who like holds all the bearer bonds So it's like on one hand you have. Hannah, 
Roger, they're on one side. Oops, sorry. Yeah. They're on one side. And then the main group of thieves are, uh, oh, we have Leo, Stan, Bob, Judy, mm-hmm. Ava, RJ, and then on the other side, we have Hannah, Roger, the triplets, and um, and then there's just like other little side characters. Yeah. Um. So, tell me, uh, what did you think about the first episode? Um, I mean, the first episode is basically just like the setup for the entire series, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I found it intriguing. Um, there were a few moments in it in it that reminded me that like this, the heist genre has become. Um, I don't want to necessarily say stale, but like there are tropes within every heist drama, like the like the the main dude trying to convince the 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 group of people to do the job, and essentially uh, he said like, "Are you in?" Like mm-hmm. when the guy's like, "I'm retired." It you was know? it was reminding me of like you know Ocean's Eleven and yeah. and, and all those other heist movies, but it it didn't feel. It was like, maybe this is... I've never been a thief, so Mm -hmm. perhaps this is how you get it going. It's like, you want to join my podcast? Let's let's get you on there. And then you just bring people in. And whoever says yes, and hopefully is good at their job. And that you just, like, you start having a party. Well, a thief party. Yeah, but... You start having research and... Once you start, R&D. once you start dropping the seven billion dollar uh, reward type yeah. thing that they're going after, it's really easy to convince people. I don't know if I like what? seven billion dollars is amazing. It's yes, great, it is. awesome. My my only problem with it is that you it's in the form of bear bonds, and like it's not like it's the the problem with heist movies is that you can't immediately use. The money or the funds. Yeah. Like, because there's going to be heat. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way to, of washing the money or switching it out or, or something like that. It, or you have to wait long enough to make it see, like, you have to sort of funnel it into, like, your, I guess, you have to not be, bank account. Like, you have, you have to, be to have an offshore type bank account. Like, poor for, like, five years. I, in my opinion. I feel like if you're going to do you a heist. You have to pretend to be poor. You have to pretend to be poor or, like, you know, middle class for, like, five years so that nobody suspects that you are, you know, you've swindled this money somewhere. Else. Yeah, and the temptation is already there. Yeah. Like, if I if I had just, first and foremost, if I had just a billion dollars, if let alone seven billion dollars, just sitting around, you know, one, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast. This would not be happening. Or two, I would be doing this podcast and I would just be as the most the most comfortable possible. So I would be doing it shirtless, like with with just like the most laissez-faire sort of uh, attitude that anybody could have. I could see that. Yes. Um. But okay. So I did you? Rick did Ross you? Levels of, so did you say all that you wanted to say about how you felt about the first episode? Uh. Yeah. I, I think you know what as a as an opening to a series. I think it did. What it need to do, like, as far as setting up the players involved, like, everybody has a dynamic. Like, Bob is married to Judy, I believe. Yes. Yeah, uh, Bob and Judy are married. Judy and Stan used to date or something like that. 
I do have a question. Are Hannah and Leo father and daughter? That was what I wrote down in my notes. I have father and daughter question mark. I did say that as well. I'm thinking that they are father and daughter because I don't see... They have a familial relationship. Yeah. Um, and it now, could be a mentor type thing too. Yeah, like it could be like maybe he was best friends with her father, he's her godfather, he's her uncle or something like that. But yeah. we know that they have a um, a close relationship that is not rooted in romance, thankfully, because he's like, seems like 30 years older than her or something. Like yeah, that. no, he, he, he seemingly has a romance with Ava. Yeah, I think that he and Ava have something going on mm-hmm. and they're going to like, well, it'll come, whatever their relationship is, we will see it throughout the rest of these episodes. Um, I thought it was a good first episode. I was not bored or like, I wasn't, it wasn't dragging. Um, I will say some parts of it definitely made you suspend your disbelief a little bit. Um, because it's set in New York, the main parts set in New York, and so the thing that made me uh, and okay, obviously, spoiler alert! If you're listening to this, there's gonna be spoilers. Warning. Um. So whatever we're saying, just you know, watch it for yourself. Folks, um, where's the lie? <laughs> so, uh, the part that I feel like that had to suspend the disbelief was. When they just because they're they need to fund their um, heist, yeah, and they're like, oh, we need like three hundred fifty k. They needed it fast. They had one um, one idea, but whatever happened, they couldn't do it. Yeah. So they decide to to rob Diamond Way, which is on uh, like Forty Seventh Street and Avenue of Americas. Yeah, the Diamond District in, in here in New York, and. If you've not been, if you've been to the Diamond District, if you've ever lived in New York, it is a, it is like there's diamonds everywhere, but it's also like those stores are pretty well guarded. Yeah, the security down on the Diamond District is insane. And even if you don't re- like, I've worked in the Diamond District. I've been in the Diamond District often. It's not something where I feel like you can always tell that they're like security guards. Yeah, they got undercovers. They're definitely undercovers meandering around and, and doing their thing. And I just feel like the way that they had, they figured out how to like pull off the heist of the Diamond District was to set off these like smoke bombs. And if you've ever lived in New York or been in New York, you know that there's counterterrorism in any area where it is a lot of people like Midtown in those big, high populated areas. I thought you were about to say there's just not that many trash cans. Well, there's not. There's, there's not. It's that, hard to they find were throwing, trash cans. They were throwing smoke bombs in the trash cans. It's hard cans, to find trash cans And there was like the five of them on the street on one block, which yeah. is not true at all. You'd be lucky if there is a trash can at the end of the block. Yeah. That's why you just throw it on the ground. <laughs> but I've, it's like with counterterrorism, they were, it took, it took them, I don't know, like 90 seconds to pull off the whole thing. And that just... Counterterrorism would have already had their machine guns shooting at them or something. The moment smoke is is a part of it, like it wouldn't take that long for the police to get there. So that part, I'm like, hmm, I don't really see that as being plausible. But it was it's TV magic. They did it in 90 seconds. They did, or, but like you know what I mean, like like movie 90 seconds, which in, is like four minutes. <laughs> But in that area, there's always police. 
even like just standing on the corners. Mm-hmm. There's police cars. That's really close to Rockefeller Center and 30 Rock. Like there is always police over there. So I don't believe that they would have been able to like you're running into the train station with gas masks on. Yeah, there would have been there would have been uh police officers just littered in the train and station. And they would have been like, Why the fuck do you have gas masks? like you there's can't well, I mean the cameras don't always work, as we can tell. Yes. But they would have seen people running into the train station and then they get off at like a, a few stops away or whatever and they get into a van. What I thought they went on the other side. I didn't think they, they uh, caught maybe, a train. Maybe they, that's what they, they did. Went on the other side. Maybe that's what they did. There, there was no way they were gonna be able to I get on. I thought they train went like one with the gas mask. I thought they were like went down there and like went on one side. But make, going down there and getting on the other side does make sense. Yeah. Um. But then like they are in a uh, unmarked black van that they just jump into and drive away. And I just feel like would they have been able to actually pull that off? Probably not. Without anyone dying, like someone gets shot in the hand because he. Was being an asshole. Yeah. But Bob I, is a fucking moron. I, they established that within the movie. Uh, Judy's husband, Bob, who fucking... This Aussie asshole who I feel like... I wrote down that he is an asshole and he is going to get locked up or he's going to get them caught Yeah, he, because he doesn't listen and follow directions. And in, if any time in life... You need to follow the project manager's instructions. Mm-hmm. It is when you are pulling off a heist for $7 billion. Yeah, and he's the type of dude who, like, I think, I my suspicion is he's going to betray the rest of the team. Oh, for sure. For for money. For like, sure. Just for, like, a quick buck. He he's was one stealing salt and pepper shakers from the restaurant. Yeah. How much are the... They, maybe these were not, like, maybe if they're nice pepper, salt and pepper shakers, but... They're not like crystal or gold or sterling silver. Yeah. Regular degular thing. So he just has an issue. He's a kleptomaniac mm-hmm. who's an asshole who is like has a inflated ego. Hard headed. And I just feel like I could already tell if anyone is going to die in this whole thing, it's gonna be him and I wouldn't care. Because he's obnoxious and annoying. And I just feel like that type of personality is one that I would I don't want to deal with. Um, do you have a favorite character as of yet? As of right now, uh, I'm I'm sort of vibing with Hannah's girlfriend, wife, best partner, friend. Best, best friend. Oh, that's their best friend. I feel like I best got. I didn't get roommate vibes. Because I got best they, friends. I got I got lover vibes. At first, I was thinking because in the initial scene of the show, if you spoke a second language, just because we're best friends doesn't mean I'm going to learn your language. No, but I think they're just so we could be even closer. I think so they might. Well, I think that she because she speaks Korean, mm-hmm. and I think she's either black and Korean. Um, or maybe it was something where like she was raised like their best friends that were raised from like childhood together. And I think when you're that like, I know people who have like have friendships that are that close from such a young age where like they probably would learn the language just cause like that's your best friend. You're always with your, with them all the time mm-hmm. and you learn it. Like I think I don't, to me, I didn't get romantic vibes from them like at first 
I was curious because of the fact in the beginning of the episode, we see that like Hannah fakes out this girl to, and is like seeing her and then like uses her to like infiltrate something to steal something. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I, at first I was excited about, I was like, Oh, you know, black queer love. But then I don't know if she is queer. I think she might've just been using that to like manipulate the girl. She's at least bi. You don't have, if you're a thief, you don't have to. You could kiss people and go on dates with them without having if that be your wait, sexual preference. If you're a thief and you can, if just you kiss are people, a thief who is desiring to get something from someone, you have. If you're trying to manipulate someone, you don't have to have any actual desire for them. You're desiring the thing that you can get from them. So I don't I don't see that necessarily as making her uh, as making it that she's actually queer. I think it could have just been a vehicle that she used to get what she wanted. Um, I mean, she is at least by because we know she's pregnant with someone's baby. We don't know yeah. whose baby it is. It's not clear who the but baby we know daddy she's pregnant. Is. So and the way that she and or her donor, I should say the way that she and her roommate uh, I also don't believe their roommate because she has a very high up job. Like she has a very like that doesn't. But I don't. I think that her at a certain point you're not roommates. Like, uh, Liz, I think that Liz is living with her because she's already said that Liz, Liz doesn't have a job, doesn't have a real job. Yes, and that's why I think that they're best friends. She loves Liz. She's letting. She's funding this their lives or whatever together. Like she's paying for this rent. That she lets Liz live there and they are, you know, just being besties. And then like now that's why she got her the job so that she could work with her and she can fund the life that she wants being a DJ in Berlin or whatever. But I don't think that they are actually romantic. I did. I don't get, I get close relationship. I don't get intimate in, in that sense. Um, I will see. Because we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, vote if you think they are. Um, vote if you think they are together. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're just best friends. But um, well, I'm curious who her child's father is. That would be very interesting to find out. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to know if if she is uh, Leo's daughter. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's true. But we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so my favorite character, I think, hmm, I don't know. I probably would say that I would Laura or Hannah, definitely one of the top. And then, of course, Leo. why is Hannah up at the top? Is well, it just because she's black? Yes. That's it. <laughs> okay. No, it's not just because she's black. I think she is a strong black woman. <laughs> Who capable. is capable. She's going for what she wants. She's doing the damn thing. Um, and she just seems like she has a lot of layers to her that I would like to unpack. And then Leo Giancarlo's ca uh, character. I would really like to know more about him. I think he just had, he's like the mastermind behind everything. So I feel like he's going to, um, Give me, give me something that I want to see on the on the on the show. Yes. Um, my least favorite character is Bob. I hope he dies, and if anyone gets caught, I hope it's him, and that he dies in custody. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about RJ because he's the driver that they're hiring, and I think that he might be on the spectrum. Somehow. Yeah, I was I was That's guessing that I... he's somehow on the spectrum. I think ever since Baby Driver, now all heist movies have to have a getaway driver that is on the spectrum. Was he yes. on the spectrum? Yes, he oh, was. I don't remember that. But yeah, um, that would make sense. Um. Okay, so other things that I'm curious about for Kaleidoscope that, oh, another thing that I felt like could be um, bad for them. In the scene where they are doing the diamond heist Mm -hmm. and Bob gets shot, Mm -hmm. that's DNA. Yeah, so so there's a bunch of DNA just sprayed on, on the... Especially especially because he's already in the system. He's already been arrested, which means they already have his fingerprints. Mm-hmm. They already have DNA from him via the fingerprints. So him splurting blood in his DNA makes him a liability for the actual uh, long-term heist, the, yes. the grander heist. So I'm curious how that's going to play out, but I mean, I'm sure the next episode or whatever is not going to that's probably going to just be bypassed. Um then another thing, well I really liked that they had Hannah speaking Korean cuz that was dope. Mhm. Um and Again, I like, think it was if, a really good soundtrack. If we're fr- Oh, yeah. So my thing is this, I am so sick and tired of Sympathy for the Devil constantly playing in all these fucking movies. I you know what? A few years ago, uh my family posed this question uh, if there is just one song that exists that you could hear one more time and never again, like which song would it be? At the time, I put uh, "Let's Get It On" by uh, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, because I because I I'm, I always hear it on around Valentine's Day, commercial chocolates and everything like that, and it's the go to fuck song in every single movie. Now I'm saying Sympathy for the Devil is the go-to song for, like, heist movies. Like, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm the man. Like, no. We're done with that. I would prefer if we could just somehow get that out of the soundtrack. Get get away. Move away from that song. It's such, like, a, a, a cop-out. Like, yes, we know that the characters that we're watching on screen are bad guys, but they're likable bad guys. So what's the song we're going to play when we're talking about likable bad guys who have a, a gray morality? Sympathy for the devil. I'm done with it. We could be done with it as a society. No more. Well, the Rolling Stones are an iconic band. Yeah. So yeah. So what? Like, let's they do have some... a large discography. You yeah. Let's get a different song. song in there by either even a different artist. Hell, even if it's Rolling Stones, something else like from their deeper catalog. Like, I'll take that. Um, I'm curious about Roger and Leo's relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that the only reason he's trying to pull off Leo's trying to pull off this heist is because Roger did something to him. Uh, what that could be? Oh. I know what it could be. Roger said that Sakura, when she was pregnant, stopped drinking caffeine. Maya, I'm going to guess that Sakura is, is um, Hannah's mother. And Roger stole Sakura from Leo and that's why he's trying to pull off this heist. That's my I'm going to I'm I'm curious if that what? comes to fruition. Sakura 
Sakura. Sakura. Yeah. I believe that's that could possibly. This is a character be... that hasn't been introduced, and it was just named like in a throwaway yes. line. I would say. I believe that she might be Hannah's mother, and that Roger probably stole her from Leo. So Hannah got the job through nepotism. Nepo babies, they run the world. Who knows? She got it. She's capable. I, th- I think that kind of digs away from your why strong, capable black woman. You could be super. Uh, there are plenty of super capable people who get. They use the resources that they have to move through the world. Just because you are a nepo baby doesn't mean you're not a strong person. You can't be. She wouldn't have getting the job and keeping the job and advancing in the job. Just because of nepotism are not going to happen. She would still be, could still be working in the... I don't think he would be talking to his daughter that way. I don't think that that's his daughter. I think that Hannah is Leo's daughter. And Roger was in some sort of relationship with Hannah's mother. I don't think you... So, we will see or date. We will see. Date. We will see. If, What's the name of a dude who uh, dated your mother? Like, but never got married. Your uncle. The, your... Yeah, that's gross. It's uncle, and, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mister, Mr. Mr. Roger. Yeah, his his mother's. So you think you think you think Hannah's mother is his is Roger's wife? Yes, but I think she's dead, or she was her his lover at some point. But I think she's dead because the way he talked about her sounded like like uh, past tense. So. I'm a, that's my assumption. We'll see if it's true. Watch more episodes with us to find out whether or not that comes to fruition. Um, but I think that that's, I'm curious though. Like, I think that the whole reason why Leo wants to go after the triplets, I don't think he cares about the triplets. I think he cares about Roger and ruining his business and his business obviously has something to do with securing things for criminals or people with a lot of money or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so he just, Leo just wants to get back at Roger. Because they said this is seven years in the making. Maybe her mother died seven years ago and she blames Roger. And so she and her father are teaming up to uh, <clears throat> to get back at him. I don't know. We're going to see. There's seven more episodes that we will watch and the story will unfold. But that is my guess. That is my hypothesis for, okay. the, for, the, if for that's this your, season. If that's your hypothesis, um, I think that go on. I think that go off. Bob is going to either get arrested or die. Judy might also die or get arrested because of Bob, because that's her husband. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that, uh, Stan and Judy are gonna rekindle some sort of romance. Yeah, I think Bob will probably die or get arrested or just be an asshole, and they're gonna have to kick him out of the group, or he'll betray them. Mm-hmm. And then Stan and Judy will get back together. He's gonna leave his boring wife that he hates, um, and then uh, I think that Ava and Leo might get together. She might die. Mm-hmm. Or get arrested, but she's not going to give them up. RJ, because he's the lovable, he seems like the most lovable one out of them. I don't want him to die, but because he's the most lovable out of them, he might be the one to die first. I don't think anybody's going to die. Like it's so. A lot of times with these heist movies, it's less about who who dies, and it's more about like who betrays whom and who gets caught. Like. Uh, 
red red-handed or gets arrested. I think I think it's yeah, and I and I and I get the sort of like light-hearted it it's very it's it's not as intense as a lot of heist movies mm-hmm. can be. There's definitely some playful banter between different members of the team. Uh, in a, a sort of, I, I don't want to say completely lighthearted way, but definitely an elevated way where, like, death is not, I think, really going to be on the table. I mean, I hope not. I don't want any of them to die, except for Rod, oh, not Roger, except for Bob, because wow. he's annoying. Yeah, fuck um, out of here, Bob. But outside of that, I'm curious to see how all their relationships converge together um, and where else the season has to go. Yeah. How many snurds would you give the first are we, episode? Are we rating the episode by episode, or are yeah, we going to rate, rate the by entire episode. experience? We're going to rate it by episode, and then at the end it'll have a, what is it called? An average. An average? Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, I'll do three. Three out of five. Three out of five snurds. Yeah. I'm going to give it, I'll give it 3.5 snurds. Mm-hmm. I think that the action was good. I think that the soundtrack was good. The acting, like the way that they in, the way that they invite us invited us into the world of all the characters to just introduce them. I thought they did a good job on that, and it makes me want to watch more. So I will give them three point five. Um, and then you know, we'll go from there. Okay, I guess we'll go from there. So watch it with us next week. Yeah, probably next week. Uh, when we have another watch out now. Mm-hmm. Um, of We're going to be watching Kaleidoscope episode two, which I believe. It's see. green. It's green? Yes, it's green. All right. We're going to be watching green next week. So stick around. Watch it. Come back on Wednesday. We will talk about the next episode. And we'll see if it gets more or less nerds than this last time. Yes. And, of course, uh, this is an audio podcast as well. Feel free to download this uh, to all the people who are watching on Instagram. Uh, you can download this at any time. We're on Spotify and uh uh, all the podcast areas where podcasts everywhere. live. Yes. Everywhere. We're everywhere. The link is in the bio. Yes. So if you go to our Instagram, click on it, mm-hmm. and it'll take you wherever you want to go. Yes. So uh, we will see you back here on f- this weekend when we record our usual episodes. Mm-hmm. So come back with questions or comments or concerns. Maybe you should watch the episode with us next. Well, watch it, and then next week when we come back, you can talk about it with us, and we can have like you know a conversation. So um, that's it, and that's all. That's all we got for you this week with our little extra special, uh, bite-sized black and sturdy episode for you. And we look forward to watching out with you next week. All right. All right. Goodbye of our inaugural Watch Out Now Wednesdays. And enjoy the rest of your night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's That's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember, Bye. <laughs> no, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. I actually want to keep that. <laughs>